We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, if this was a, if this was one of those in-season tournament games, they wouldn't be doing this because point differential is one of the tiebreakers. All right. But so pour, do it. pour it on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So what a satisfying victory for the Knicks over James Harden, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Kawhi Leonard as Julius Randle turns in a gem. Unequivocally the Knicks' best effort of the season. They had the tenacious defense, the harmony on the offense, thriving in transition, and a collective effort as well. Okay. We're back, baby. That was good. That was good. That was significant. Um, the Knicks win a game at home against the Los Angeles Clippers, spoiling uh, James Harden's LA debut. He spent the last four months trying to get to Los Angeles for what? For what, James? Uh, I'm kidding. I'm sure. I actually think they're. It was a good trade, and I think they're going to go on to have. Um, a, a successful rest of the regular season. We'll see what happens in the playoffs, uh, but not tonight, not tonight. So I have been, as will surprise nobody who has been listening to me and following me through the years, little, little doom and gloom um, over the last, well, basically over the weekend, right? Because felt like, okay, let the, let the opener against Boston get away. Not ideal. New Orleans, throw that out. They didn't have anything that night. Second Cleveland game, there for the taking at home. Injured team, let that one get away. Not ideal. Going to Milwaukee, tough place to play. Playing two great players. Team that hasn't quite figured it out yet. They are in, engaged in a, uh, a neck-and-neck battle as we speak with the with the Brooklyn Nets, it looks like they're going to pull this one out, but like they're not the Bucks yet. They're, they'll be the Bucks at some point this season. They're not there yet. Game there for the taking. Lose it. Not ideal. And all the while, um, the Knicks playing well, right? Playing well, playing good ball in a lot of respects and a lot of facets of the game. But you, 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 you zoom out and you say, man, a tough league. This is a tough East. Everybody's going for it. Everybody's fighting for the playoffs. And I said it today and uh, shout out to all my, my Knicks Film School uh, newsletter readers out there. I, I said it in the, in the chat today. 
this is not an Eastern Conference where you want to fall too far behind. And I, and I found it notable that for all of their trials and tribulations early on last season or the first third of the year, they fell three games under 500, but once, just one time. And they were three games under 500 for all of about 24 hours when they lost to Dallas to fall to 10 at 30. And then they went and beat Cleveland the next night and off they went on a winning streak. Um, and lose, they lose this game tonight. I know it's only two and five, but three games under 500. And didn't know how they were going to come out and play. I thought they were going to play well. I thought it was going to be a close game. Thought they would give it a, night, a great effort. But the longer the unknowns went for, right? The longer the unknowns went for, the more uncertainty would be injected into the season. The more questions you have to start asking yourself, man, how long can they keep this defense up? How long are they not going to be able to shoot the ball? Um, how, and then obviously the big one, how long is Julius Randle going to look like, uh, you know, the worst high, high usage player that we've seen in the NBA in, in, in quite literally decades. And this game, it's amazing. Sometimes a game, one game, even an early regular, early season game, regular season game, the whole thing. Sometimes one game can make, could put a whole different spin on how things are going. Now you go to three and four. Um, you got two games coming up here. Listen, I'm not saying they're going to be easy games. I know the Spurs lost by 8,000 points to the Pacers tonight. And, you know, they've had some frisky efforts. Obviously, they were up by 22 yesterday against Toronto. They ended up blowing that game. But, like, that's a young team. Go in. The, you're at home. Go, go, go do to the Spurs what the Pacers did to the Spurs tonight. And just, like, bury them early and don't let them back in the game. And then after that, got some time off. And then you got a Hornets team, again, frisky team coming in on Sunday, uh, matinee game. Don't give them any hope early. Like now, all of a sudden, as opposed to, holy shit, what if we lose to the Spurs? What if we lose to the Hornets? Now, all of a sudden, the Knicks have an opportunity to, I'm not saying, I'm not going to get their season back on track because it's uh, we're not in December or January. You don't get your season back on track in early, in early November. Wasn't that serious. But like an opportunity to, to, make these little early season woes look like something where we could look back and oh yeah, I remember that kind of rocky start and Julius couldn't hit the far side of a barn and the whole thing. Yeah, that was that was, you know, relatively stressful in the moment. Now you have a make it you have a chance to make it look insignificant. You know, rack up a couple more wins here, then you go into Boston. Okay. You win the next two, worst case you lose to Boston, you go to five and five. Again, broken record. Um been saying it for weeks get to five and five after the first 10 and then you're off and running. Um, and, the, but they had to win this game tonight. They had to win this game tonight to really take some of the pressure off. And, and I, I use that term intentionally because if you watched this team in the first half, especially out of the gate, especially out of the gate, when they were really putting together some of the best possessions we've seen this core put together in terms of their passing and their and purposeful ball movement, turning advantages into better advantages and getting good looks. And as usual, they couldn't hit anything. They were one of eight to start this, this game from three. Um, and they ended up finishing it um, much, much better than that. Uh, ESPN still isn't updated its stats. So I guess I'm going to have to go over to the MSG. Um, but yeah, they ended up finishing this game. They missed some garbage shots at the end, but at one point in this game, they got it up to thirty-eight uh, percent from three. Looks like no, sorry, they actually finished it thirty percent from three. So, yeah, um, 
but like you could tell that they were feeling it. You know, you could tell the pressure was there. You could tell they were feeling it. RJ coming back obviously helped. He started off playing well. And then there's a lot to talk about in this game. We'll talk about all like DiVincenzo had his welcome to the next moment. Julius Randle, dare I say, dare I say, is back. I wore I had to wear the I had to wear the Julius Caesar shirt in support, in in belief, in belief that he would be back tonight. And he was. And he had a good game. I know it wasn't a perfect game, but Julius Randle, it really is. Uh Benji Ridholt said it on the watch along, and he could not have been more right. Got it going big time in the second quarter, and then he forgets what makes him successful, and he got away from that. But then again in the second half, there were some moments where he got it going again. So look, um, with Julius, it wouldn't have taken much for him to do something that um, we would consider a step in the right direction. Finish this game with 27 and 10. Nine, nine of 21 from the field, but 27 points on 21 shots for the Julius Randle we've seen through six games. That is a fucking miracle um, to say nothing of uh, three of eight uh, from deep six turnovers. You know, love the six turnovers, but again, baby steps. And this was a step in the right direction. I, I'm doing the thing I said I wasn't going to do. I, I said there's all kinds of other storylines we could talk about in this game and we'll get to them. I have to start with Mitchell Robinson again. I I'm not. Not that I'm not sure people understand because I'm sure if people are watching, they understand. But like Mitchell Robinson just went out and had 15 rebounds for the second game in a row. He had nine offensive rebounds. Um, He had four steals. Uh, I don't know how many other deflections. There were several. And no blocks. And you want to know why? Mitchell Robinson had no blocks. It's because no one dares to shoot anywhere near him anymore. Don't even, they, they don't even give it a thought. No, zero. Zero consideration. Because why? Why are you going to waste a shot attempt? They're j- and they're, the Knicks, when, when he is in the game now, I mean, we could talk about all, the, all kinds of different things he's doing at a... I mean... I... I, I know I am pr- pr- prone to hyperbole sometimes, but like the level he is playing at, you want to talk about an all defense level. You want to talk about like shit through seven games. If there's a Nick who deserves all-star consideration, it's not even really a question who it should be. It's, it's Mitchell Robinson. Um, but there is a force field around the rim right now um, for anyone who comes in close range. And that has been so valuable because the Knicks as a team have really made a nice effort. Jalen Brunson, another good defensive game, much better defensive game than offensive game. We'll get to that. But everybody's kind of pulling their weight defensively. And when you have that, even when guys, you know, get beat or whatever the case may be, to know that he's back there and he's going to give you the necessary time to to recover, um, you know, how often he's playing two guys at once. It's incredible. And then he's putting his arms all over the place. Like, how many big defensive plays did, did he have tonight? And then the offensive rebounding is just like, it's all he does is keep possessions alive. And it was the best part of their offense last year. I mean, that or Jalen Brunson, you know, ISOing. And, and it's the best part of their offense this year. Second opportunities, more chances, more chances for buckets. That's all it takes. Win the possession battle, you're probably going to win the game if you do it to, to, to a significant enough degree. And he is the reason that they win possession battles night after night after night. He's playing at a level 
I really we were talking about it on the on the watch along tonight. I did not think he would ever get to because I never thought he would have this level of consistency. And through seven games, the most consistent Nick, bar none, by far, has been Mitchell Robinson. So uh toast to Mitch. I could go in a few different directions after that, and I'm not gonna go on for too long because I've been talking a while already, and I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of conversation in the chat. But a couple quickies. Uh Dante DiVincenzo, welcome to the Knicks. Um, I think he he had some sequences there in the in the third quarter. There was one in particular where in one two-way sequence, following a layup uh, by him, by the way, tough layup, came back together and stole the ball, then off a miss, got the offensive rebound, and then uh, the ball found its way back to him and he hit a three. That was all within, it felt like a 45-second span or a 60-second span, whatever it was. <clears throat> I'm not going to say he single-handedly changed the game, but I mean, the, the final score will go down as what the final score will go down as. Let, lest nobody forget. And if you're if you didn't watch the game and you're just listening to this tomorrow, I should have said at the top, you know, one eleven ninety seven. Not in any way, shape, or form indicative of what this game was. This was a game where the Clippers never made a big push to really get ahead. By I don't think the Clippers ever went up double, double digits. I'm fairly certain they didn't. But there were a couple times where they looked like they were. They could. They were on the verge of maybe having having some notions, right? And the Knicks kept it close. They were down for most of the first half, and then they made a third quarter push. And it it was vital at the time. The Clippers pushed right back, and they did not relent. They didn't give up the lead at first. It took another push from the Knicks to finally grapple that lead away from LA and get a little bit of breathing room. And that was because of Divincenzo. And then the second unit stayed in there to start the first quarter. Tibbs stayed with the second unit for a while. We'll talk about some of the minute stuff. I know some of the minute stuff is people are going to talk about it. Um, but at least give him credit. He stuck with the second unit for a while. And, you know, the guys that were out there who were performing big time. I just mentioned DiVincenzo. We're going to go to quickly in a second. Like they had been out there for, you know, about 10 straight minutes. Um, and we didn't really have to harp on whether quickly deserved to come back in and close the game because it didn't didn't come down to crunch time because uh, Ty Lue essentially waved the white flag with four minutes left. But in any case, big time game from Dante DiVincenzo, big time game from Emmanuel quickly. The stat line won't show it. Uh, quickly finished three of five from the field, one of three from deep um, and finished with, I'm guessing, yeah, seven points, right? Seven points, five assists. Uh, if the five assists is nice in 20 minutes. But this is one of those games. I always say it. You could throw out game to game plus minus with the two, throw it out in the trash. Quick being a plus 22 in this game. That felt that felt real. That felt earned uh, in 20 minutes. Uh, absolutely made an impact. The, the best the Knicks have looked this year without to me, without question, was that stretch late third early to middle fourth quarter where it was RJ plus the bench. RJ, Quick, DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, Isaiah Hardenstein. Those five guys. Absolutely spectacular, turning defense into offense, finishing plays. There was a spark on the offensive end. Needless to say, there was a spark on the defensive end. They were everywhere. The rotations were on point. Nobody was missing assignments. Help and recover, the whole thing. And quickly, as will surprise nobody who's ever watched this player, had his hands in all of it. So uh, talk about quickly, talk about DiVincenzo. I mean, Hardenstein, his usual excellent play as a, as the backup big. Um, 
and uh, who am I forgetting on the on the backup unit? Josh Hart. Josh Hart, uh, uh, you know, a quiet, nice game. Finished with 10, 10 rebounds or 10 points, seven assists, three rebounds. Interesting, nice little stat line for, for Josh Hart. Only made four or nine from the field, one of four from three. But I thought this was another game for Josh Hart. Positive step in the right direction. Um, and then, um, look, the Knicks won a game going away where Jalen Brunson scored uh, seven points. It was two of 12 from the field. So that's probably the best thing you could say. Uh, Grimes, not his best uh, shooting night, kind of a, a you know more muted effort than we've seen. And then the last thing I'm going to say is RJ. Uh, fantastic to have RJ Barrett back. Uh, you guys know that's a lot of people probably not something you might expect to hear me say the way I've talked about RJ the last few years. They need him. This team needs him to be what they're going to be to reach their Forget about reaching their ceiling. They they just need him to reach their baseline um, level of consistency. As a, as a, Andrew, I see Andrew's text popping up on my screen. Don't let it throw you, but are both of your lights on? Uh, you know you can't say something, and, and it's, I'm not going to immediately respond to it in in the moment on the live stream. How about neither of my lights are on? But that that's what that's what kind of that's where that's where my headspace is at. How's that? Got a light on now? There we go. Good, better. Okay. Uh, back to RJ. It's fitting that the light should be on while I talk about RJ Barrett. Um, but he's back, and they like I was saying, they need him because for they need him for a variety of reasons. I think the biggest thing for me with RJ is, you know, we me, we I'm not gonna group anybody in. Me, I. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, I kind of poo-poo his insane ability to get downhill whenever and wherever and against whomever he chooses because I want to see more come of that. I have wanted to see more come of that over the years. But that ability to do that and to just poke that hole in the defense whenever and for them always to have that in their back pocket, not that he did it a ton tonight because he, I mean, he did it, but he did it enough. And you see what that does. It adds just another element to their offense. And for this offense to function at the level, it needs to function for them to win basketball games at a significant, to a significant degree. He needs to do that. And they, they need him to do that. And uh, defensively, he's been much better this year. His performance tonight defensively was very, was very good. Um, and he's just, he's playing the best basketball of his career. And if a guy's playing the best basketball of their career, you want to have them in the game. I mean, he finished tonight. I would actually go ahead and call it a quiet 26 points. Um, but it was still 26 points, six rebounds, four assists. And, and most importantly, 26 points on 16 shots. Like the fact that we've arrived at a place already this year where RJ Barrett has been so impressive, where I could sit here and I could talk about all these other things. And I can be like, oh yeah, RJ had 26 on on 16 shots. Like there haven't been a whole lot of games throughout RJ's career where he's put up 26 or more on 16 or fewer shots. Like they're, they're those are not a lot. And he did it tonight, and he did it like it was nothing. Like I don't even feel like RJ Barrett had a great game. He had a good game. He had a lot of nice moves, a lot of nice plays. But I think RJ left. There was absolutely some meat on the bone. There were a couple shot attempts by RJ. Or like, eh, didn't love that. A couple turnovers by RJ. I didn't love. So 26 points on 16 shots, he was really great. And there's more room to grow, even more than he, he has already. So that 
is an incredibly encouraging sign for this team moving forward. It's amazing. Like I said at the top, I'll repeat it one more time. It's amazing how the tune could change with one game. And, um, you know, they go out there and they lose the Spurs at home on, on Wednesday. Maybe I'll, I'll change my tune again. But I, this game felt significant to me. I said it to someone in the, in the Substack chat earlier today. Who was like, just, you know, go out, play, play hard, play well, get you going. You win, you win, you lose, you lose. I was like, you know, Clippers adjustment period, bringing in Harden, you know, never been the most regular, consistent regular season team to begin with. You're home, getting RJ back, go win the fucking game. All right. Go win the fucking game. Go take it from them if it's a close game. And it was a close game and they did just that. And I'm happy they did. It makes me feel a lot better about this team than I did, um, you know, about three hours ago. So, What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG1. Going into this season, I decided it was time to make a change. My digestion didn't feel its best. I felt sluggish, stressed, didn't feel as focused, and knew I needed to do something different. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, and I hated taking pills or vitamins. Well, when I started drinking AG1 daily, not only could I see a difference in my daily health, but I finally had energy and noticed how much more relaxed and focused I was. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, such as gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to evaluate your baseline health. Fun fact, I recommended AG1 to all my friends, family, and Mrs. Claudio. We drink AG1 first thing in the morning to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day. There's no debate, AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash film school. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash film school. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, with that, I got none left. Uh, APJP is on the ones and twos tonight. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out belatedly to uh, 
um, uh, Benji and uh, DJ Zulu, who joined me on the watch along tonight on YouTube and obviously for playback, uh, their insight was invaluable. I'm sure lots, uh, a lot of times that I will just be parroting things that they said tonight uh, as I go through this post game, but off we go. And I have a funny feeling I know who we're getting early on. Oh, no. Okay. Busy. I love Julius. Never doubted him. Of course, busy. Of course. Uh, we'll just keep that between us. No, you've ne- you never made an effort to to hide your frustrations. But it, here's the thing, right? It's okay to be frustrated with Julius Randle. Like, if you weren't frustrated with Julius Randle, that would be weird. You know? And if you didn't doubt Julius Randle, that would be weird. Um, I wasn't willing to pour dirt on his grave. I'm not saying you were. But, yeah. No, good, good, good for Julius to have this game tonight. He needed it. He needed it. And the team needed it. Thanks, Busy. Uh, Robert Cross. There's the guy I had a feeling we were getting. It's your boy, John. I want to celebrate RJ's 5,000 point. 5,000th point as a member of the Knicks to remind you he'll be a top 25 player in the NBA. Hashtag 53 wins. Well, I'm not going to respond to the top 25 player thing because let's just be happy with what we're getting from RJ. As far as 5,000 points um, with the Knicks, uh, I don't want to go off on a tangent uh, so early in the live stream because I know this is going to be a long one, but like, listen, RJ's RJ's working his way up there. I mean, this is year five for RJ. You know, 5,000 points, I know that doesn't sound like a ton, but uh, it's especially recently for this franchise that has been just like a stopover for so many guys over the last 20, really close, closer to 25 years now than, than 20 years. Um, he has turned himself into a foundational piece. And he's, I mean, I not turned himself into, he's been a foundational piece the whole time he's been here, you know? So uh, 5,000 points. I didn't even realize he had crossed that barrier, but uh, congratulations to him. That moves him. Okay. I filibustered for long enough. That moves him to Drummel, please. Oh, wow. This is fun. Congratulations to RJ Barrett, who moved into 30th place on the Knicks all time scoring list, passing Phil Jackson. So, congratulations, RJ. You have more points as a Nick. Obviously, as a Nick, because he's been with the Knicks his whole career, but uh, more points than, than Phil Jackson did as a Nick. Uh, Real quick, just because I have it up. Next couple names. Walt Bellamy, pretty good player. Look him up, kids. After that, Stefan Marbury, Jamal Crawford, and then he'll get there this year if he stays healthy. He'll get there actually pretty soon. Bernard King. So, you know, I, I know some of those names weren't here during the most successful of times for, for the Knicks, but like he's... RJ's now... He's, he's passing some some heavy hitters uh, moving up there. Um, good for him. He's a worker. He just keeps working. Robert Cross, another one. It's your uh, first time, long time. It's your boy, John. Is it fair and reasonable to say that money Mitch is God, man? If so, what does that mean for atheists? <laughs> Hashtag 53 wins. I think it's the first time you ever started a super chat with three. Um, I guess we'll call them acronyms. Uh, yes, Money Mitch is Godman, and I am going to occasionally. I do this occasionally where I will like, I will really stump for someone for a particular thing. Man, like Gobert's playing out of his mind right now for the for the Wolves. I have the Wolves game on right now. The their 
uh, they're playing a, a good tight game against the Boston Celtics. Like Gobert is awesome defensively. The Wolves are the best defensive team in the league. They're they're holding the Celtics down right now. Um, you know, and then you got your usual cast of characters, your you know, your Bam Adebayo's of the world. Um, you know, Anthony Davis as a defensive player of the year case. Will he get considered at center? Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Defend, defending defensive player of the year. Like there's lots of guys. Like there's lots of big guys who are really good defensively. Mitchell Robinson needs to get consideration for def- all defense. He just has to. Just has to. He means too much to this team. And they're too good defensively because of him. Jesse M, this felt like a season-saving win. F. Harden, by the way. So, I don't know that I could go season-saving. Um, To me, like, if they lose this game, well, I don't know. It depends on how, how they would have lost it. But this team was closer to the precipice last season early on than I felt like they would have been even if they lost this game. Uh, And they saved their season last year with that god-awful, very strange win against the Cavs to start the winning streak. But um, look, they won the game and they ended up winning it pretty convincingly. Give them credit, man. Give them credit. Like, I know the Clippers weren't what the Clippers might be later in the year. Uh, uh, Shout out to Mason Plumlee. Uh, Really, I hope he's okay. That's such a tough situation. He's a he's a great, great player. I mean, a great player, but like that dude's a he's a good backup center, and he got hurt. So like that that was tougher for them. They were playing a guy uh, Diacate. Probably mispronounced his name, but who's who's not a regular rotation player for them. and, but like, you know, Kawhi, like, listen, Kawhi had some shots. Kawhi got going a little bit. Russ got going a little bit. I know PG was off, obviously, but, um, um, Harden, I thought would look really good. Like they, you know, they don't have Terrence man. Okay. It's fine. But like, it's a good win. It's a good win over a team that played. Okay. Thanks, Jesse. Tyler Michaels. What's going on, Tyler? The Knicks get a W on my birthday. Hey, happy birthday, my man. I don't know how old you are, but um, I don't know. It, at least it's not a school night if you're young or maybe you're very old. I have no idea. Uh, first Super Chat of the season. Welcome aboard. Most complete win of the year, bar none, without question. Not close. Uh, for, for as much as like the worst thing you could say about this game was that the, the, the shots weren't going down in the first half, but the process offensively was good. Like... If they like that, so many of those threes were open and they were taken in rhythm, like good shooters taking those threes and they just weren't going down. Like they, they could have easily scored 120, 125 points tonight. Um, and, uh, because they played well. Uh, key takeaway for me depth, go New York Knicks and keep up the great work, KFS. Thanks so much, Tyler. Yeah. I mean, their bench won the, the, the bench carried them home. I know they didn't finish the game, but the bench carried them home. Absolutely. Happy birthday, bud. Um, Drew P. What's going on, Drew P.? I've never felt more validated about my RJ takes. Everybody should feel validated. Everybody should feel validated. And I and I I want to you know I I made reference to this distinction once before, and I'll make reference to it again now. Like the whole not the whole notion of like oh I'm keeping receipts for being critical of a guy that I don't buy into. If a guy's playing like shit, like it's okay to point it out, you know, and RJ's he struggled 
many points in his career. But for anybody who basically gave up on him as like a, a guy who was going to play a significant role for this team, and I'll I'll say it, I was kind of there before the playoffs. I was like, I just four years in hadn't seen enough to convince me that a change was that a meaningful change was coming. And all he's done since that have been everything that they could possibly want him to be through the playoffs and obviously through uh, what is now five games this season. Has to keep it going. Has to keep it going. We're not all the way there yet. But yeah, if you want to if you want to trumpet the fact that you never gave up on him, him reaching this point, uh, you absolutely should. Everybody should. Who's, who's held that stance. Thanks, Drew. Will Oliver, what's going on, Will? Dante's Inferno with his first official Knicks moments. Yeah, he's had a couple moments. He's had a couple moments. But this one stands out. This one was... You know what I thought was so significant is it all came together. Like, you saw why they went... It wasn't just a Villanova thing, right? You saw why they went out and got this guy. Why they're like, this guy fits what we do. And he adds some stuff that we don't have. He adds a defensive aggressiveness that they don't have. He adds another shooting component that they needed and they did not have. I mean, that three that he put up for at the end of the third quarter um, from the corner, the arc he got on that shot, I don't know who was contesting. Um, uh, but he had to get he had to get that arc on that ball pretty high, and he has that capability. He has the capability to shoot deep. He has the capability to shoot off movement. He has the capability to shoot with arc, and um, he just gets in there on plays, not only defensively, but like you saw him with the huge offensive rebound. He brings an energy to the game um, that is, I mean, it's similar to Josh Hart, right? Except he's a better shooter than Josh Hart. Not the defender Josh Hart is, and the way that like. Again, there's a reason why Josh Hart's been off the season and Tibbs still wants him in there all the time because his ability to defend with a little bit more size than Grimes has and certainly DiVincenzo has, that's important. They need that. They need it especially against this team uh, with Paul George and, and um, Kawhi Leonard. Anyway, I'm getting off track. But great great game for nothing, for sure. Robert Cross, this is for Frankie. Send those gummies now. You're welcome. Hashtag 53 wins. Oh. Well, inside KFS joke. Thanks, Robert. I'll take some too. Why the hell not? Uh, Dan Adaga, what's going on, Dan? How Randall goes, so go the Knicks. With RJ and Mitch taking steps forward, hopefully we're an improved team when Randall and Brunson round into form. Um, Weird Brunson season. Weird Brunson season. Can we just go through very briefly? I don't want to take too long because like yeah the, all the attention has been obviously on on Julius Randle um Jalen Brunson so far this year starts off the year with a 6 of 21 performance um against the Celtics finishes with 15 points he's really not not good uh, on offense the next game 8 for 12 from 3 against Atlanta but only 3 for 9 from 2 which is like okay it's a I mean, eight for, eight for twelve from three is eight for twelve from three, but like three of of nine for two was like that's not great. Follow that up four of fourteen against Pelicans, but the whole team didn't have it on that night. 
And then two kind of like eh, games against Cleveland, you know, seven to 16, eight to 23. Wasn't, didn't take any threes really in those two games. Shot three and two threes respectively in those two games. Finished with, you know, 19 points, 24 points. And then the 45 point explosion. And you're like, okay, JB's back. And then tonight, with his, his worst offensive game of the season, arguably, I, I didn't, his, and his, there were, it was a stretch there. I want to say, in the first half at the end, maybe the, the, at the end of the, of the second quarter where he was just, I don't know. He looked really off. Like he, he's, he's, he's had game, his turnovers this season. Um, two, two, one, five, one, four. And then tonight, uh, Jalen Brunson had to do, do, do four turnovers again. So this is the third game already where he's had at least four turnovers, which like, I, 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 that's not a lot for a lot of players out there. Three games with four or more turnovers in seven games for Jalen Brunson. That's a lot. Something's a little off still with him. And uh, I don't really know what it is, but I have no question he's going to figure out and he'll be fine. But yeah, to your point, once they get him going and once Randall gets going, like they'll, they'll be fine. Like here. So all of last season, he had 11 games of four or more turnovers. 11 out of um, 68 and he's already had three in seven so you know it's a lot for him thanks Dan Sam L what's going on Sam it's been tough watching Dante play so hard and contribute so much on D but not get much shine Tibbs guy he shined tonight Dante IQ and heart is such a lethal combo of heady gamblers on defense that's the other thing man and like you could have probably seen this coming right and you didn't have to look far all you had to do was look at Obi Toppin's defensive rating and you're like, and it was always great. And you're like, well, wait a minute, why is Obi Toppin like one of the best on-off guys defensively in the league? Well, one he plays behind Julius Randle, who's not always great defensively, but more importantly, he played with that bench unit. And yeah, he held his own. But like, even the biggest Toppin fans, I think, would admit like he wasn't really adding much, right, on defense. You've now replaced him with a guy who could add something. And add something in a really, again, kind of a, add a, give them a different layer, different component to what they had. And then you throw RJ in there. Don't leave RJ out of that mix. Even, and actually, Hardenstein, like, obviously, I'm standing for Mitch for, for all defense. Like, Hardenstein brings something, even him, like, unique on defense in, in, in what he's able to do. He's not Mitch. Don't, don't get me wrong. He's not Mitch, but I, I like him with that backup unit. I really like, you know, he's able to help with recovery. He, you could argue he moves around on defense actually a little bit better than Mitch, a little bit more mobile. Um, so they just work really well together. And you saw it all come together there at the end of the third and uh, early fourth quarter. What a, what a wonderful stretch of basketball that was. Truly, really great stretch. Thanks, Sam. Jibo, good game, Julius. Welcome back, RJ. Second best, Nick. Um, well, Mitchell Robbins has been the best Nick this season. So, uh, look, RJ, RJ's been the second best Nick this year. So you're right. He is the second best Nick because he's been, he's on the whole, he's been better than Jalen Brunson. I put Jalen third, but although who's been better this year, Jalen Brunson or Emmanuel quickly? There's an interesting one. I don't know. And like RJ missed two games. So like that should be factored in like the, those three guys. Mitch has been the best Nick. And then after that, in whatever your order is, Brunson quickly and RJ to me, I, you could throw them all kind of in the same 
in the same bucket. And then there's a, a bit of a drop off. Right, but Hardenstein actually after those those guys. Uh, Keith, what's going on, Keith? Hell of a win. And not to be dramatic, but truly needed. So much love to throw around. Yep, completely agree. Hard to complain about anybody tonight. Uh, yeah, Brunson had the bad, bad, but even Brunson was really good defensively. So good to see Julius confident. Mitch was a monster as usual. Dante had his MSG moment, his first of many, hopefully, and RJ's return. Let's fucking go, Knicks. I love it. Thank you, Keith. Always appreciate you uh, chiming in and contributing. Man, it does really feel like this team. I mean, they are a team where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And it does feel like when they get big wins, you look up and down the roster and it, it kind of feels like everybody had, if not a good game, everybody contributed to the win in some way. And nobody like actively detracted from the win. Like tonight, you'd say, okay, Brunson's offense was tough, but like defensively he helped. He helped. That's what they do. Thanks, Keith. Um, Dead Words 604. What's going on? Mitch is a monster. M monster Mitch. Might have to replace Money Mitch. Monster Mitch. I don't know. Both of those. They're 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 both appropriate. Um and his descending deal looks better by the day. Hoping Randall snapped out of it and RJ made his presence felt. We sorely missed him. Yeah, spoke on all this already. Uh thank you for bringing up Mitch's descending deal. Um it was a contract that I think you could criticize it a little bit when it was first signed. You, I mean, obviously you like the descending part, but like, huh? You know, it it's a center, theoretically replaceable position. Well, the guy that's playing right now, he ain't replaceable. Not for what he's doing, not in how this team is built, because um, they've been built around his strengths in a lot of ways, and uh, he, he's making them look very smart for building this team around his strengths. So yeah, it's a great deal. And um, listen, man, I you know me, I've been on the DMB train hoping that that comes to fruition. Uh, you know, it's kind of a nice silver lining if like he just like Embiid never asks out of Philly. Uh, we get to keep experiencing Mitchell Robinson, which is like, it's such a delight. I find myself, you know, I said a lot like last season, like, you know, Brunson became like my first like true guy that I really, really like, like fell for as a fan since, you know, like Spreewell, arguably in, in like that kind of way. Just Mitch being here for as long as he has and like continuing to grow and get better. I really have a, a, affection and affiliation for him. Um, I kind of hope he sticks around. You know, like how, how cool would it be if Bishop Robinson was a Nick for like 10 years? That'd be wild, but it'd be really cool. So, I don't know, who knows? Maybe his descending deal he, uh, keeps him here. You never know. Thanks, Edwards. Happy birthday. This is from Alex. Happy birthday, Darcy. Winning is more fun than birthdays are fun. Um, should know. I think Darcy's your daughter. Uh, if it's not, I apologize to whoever Darcy actually is. Regardless, happy birthday, Darcy. And uh, winning is more fun than birthdays are fun. I agree with that. Thanks, Alex. Hush. Mitchell Robinson, DP 
OY nods this year. Wow. Man, if he got some defensive player of the year vote. So I always forget defensive player of the year. I think you put three on the ballot. Now, and, and you could go any position, which is significant, right? Because this feels like it's shaping up to be a year where um, we might get three, a lot of ballots filled with three big guys. I'll tell you, he's going to look smart. Jeremy Cohen, who predicted before the season um, his bold prediction. Mitchell Robinson gets at least one defensive player of the year vote. Well, he, I, I mean, the way he's going, I, I'd honestly be shocked if he didn't get more than one. And uh, who knows? Maybe he gets a few more than one. We'll see. He's good. He's making people notice. You know, but the you know the tough part is all, his defense isn't even his best thing this year. It's the offensive rebounding where he's lapping the rest of the league, which is wild. Had nine fucking offensive rebounds tonight. That's insane. And it's like nothing. I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Thanks, Hush. Jessica, Jessica, our playback queen. Um, I I feel bad that like a lot of people are blacked out now on playback because we we used to have a really robust chat and it's kind of gotten less robust. But Jessica, you're keeping it alive. Mitch was amazing. Randall came back tonight in a big way, especially on defense. I liked Randall's defense tonight. A couple moments, but there's always gonna be a couple moments. Uh, RJ was rusty, but still light years ahead of last regular season. Again. Yeah, I agree with you. He was rusty. And he had 26 points on 16 shots. <laughs> and that's rusty, RJ. Um, three Vincenzo was hustling. Um, this was finally some Knicks basketball. Let's go, Knicks. Yes. Amen to that. Well said, Jess. Appreciate you. 